Welcome to the Kingdom Culture Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy this spirit-filled message that it blesses your week and brings you joy and perspective. To connect with us, hop on social media and for more information, head to kingdomculturechurch.com.au. Amazing. Please be seated in the house of God. Babe, would you come and join me wherever you are? Okay. Pastor Robert's not in my spot. Me and Pastor Rob have spots, as in where we put the, not, yeah. All right. Well, hey, real quick, uh, before I get into the Word of God, we have an, no, I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) um, Hey, uh, honours are really, uh, oh, Lord. Hey, well, you you guys, in the name of Jesus. So, um. So really quickly, honour is a really important commodity uh, and it's one that Australians are not always the best at. Uh, and I think that we got to give honour where honour's due and uh, we'll never be able to probably fully honour everyone to the level we'd like to. But uh, as the youth pastor, I would just love to honour someone that's, that uh, I know you've been hearing a lot about youth camp. You're about to hear from a few students as well, what God did and some leaders too. Uh, but I just uh, I just want to honour Candice uh, Riley-Cox for the work she did at the youth camp. So Candice, would you come? Um, Come on, keep loving on her, keep loving on her. So, Candice has done a lot of work, a lot of late nights, a lot of graphics, a lot of stuff. Uh, and really it's through her hard work uh, that we're able to take about 60 of our guys up there. We took a bus uh, and you're about to hear some testimonies. Uh, so we love you. Please do it again next year for me. Uh, you're the best. Um, give it up for Candice. Amazing. Amazing. All right, really quickly, because uh, we need to get into the Word of God. Um, but actually, no, testimonies are the Word of God. So um, guys that I've asked to share, would you come please? Mackenzie, Jacinta, Sean, Kurt. I feel like I've forgotten one person. Katie, thank you for reminding me. Come on, nice and quick, nice and quick, nice and quick. Give them a hand as they come. Give them a hand as they come. Oh, sensational. Sensational. Have you been on stage before, Mackenzie? You have? Okay, cool. I was going to have more fun with that if you said no, but you didn't and you've ruined everything. I'm just kidding. Um, so uh, what we're going to do is I just, uh, there's honestly so many testimonies from camp, from our youth ministry, from other youth ministries. If you follow Chris Hodgman, he posted about 50 last night. And some of them were like, things that were hectic said really casual, like my grandma had stage four cancer and was dying. And then we were praying for her at camp and now she's back at home. And like, so just crazy stuff. But I would love you to hear from some of these guys just about what God did. And I think what's really important is that cancer going is amazing in the name of Jesus. But anxiety going is amazing in the name of Jesus. People knowing who they are in Christ, that gets the enemy shaken in his boots. Because who knows, you can get a, a cyst healed off your leg and then walk away from God. But when you know who you are in God, that's a miracle. So we're going to encourage and get behind these guys as they share for about 60 seconds each on what God did in their life. Amen. Hey, um, I'm Katie. I was a leader at camp and kind of when I went there, I was kind of like, what the heck am I, like, why am I here? I really don't deserve it. Um, but like on the last night we did an epic fire tunnel and it's just like God gave me just such a revelation of like everyone can be used like God doesn't discriminate it's not just for people on stage it's not just for the elderly it's like for everyone and we can all move in power so like the Holy Ghost is for everyone and it was just really amazing so yeah 
Um, I'm Mackenzie. I'm new here, so hi. Um, at the start of the year, I was actually paralysed by a footballer. Um, long story short, I was permanently paralysed for about two weeks and I tore all across my shoulders, had the first seven to nine vertebrae completely scar tissued together and I had clicking in my neck until only at camp on the Wednesday night. I was completely healed. I taught myself to walk and yeah. <laughs> um, so I had pain to the point where I would pass out all the time and temporary paralysis when I would sleep. And I got a full eight hours after camp, so yeah. G'day guys, how you going? Uh, my name's Kurt. Um, I went on youth camp and on the last night, David Hall was speaking and after that he prayed for all of us and there was a fire tunnel and literally like, I got prayed for, I fell over by the Spirit of God and I have like never felt so confident in my faith and never felt so uh, so keen to see revival and I'm just so, you know, so happy because that's for everyone and I'm just so keen to go share that um, with my school and everything like that. So yeah. That was hey guys, I'm Jacinta. Um, I was a leader on camp. Um, so on camp, I just kind of realised my potential in God as an adult. Um, I've been a Christian basically my whole life and you know knew all the right things to say and the right things to do. But I found it really hard in my young adult life to make that actually a practical thing. Um, and so when I was on camp, I kind of just realised my potential in God and what He could do in my life. And I realised that I need to give to Him the desires of my heart. Everything like within me needs to be um, from God. Like He is the source of everything. And I really like, I realised that you can't just, you can't just be a Christian and, and, and do the right things and whatnot. You need to sacrifice things. You need to sacrifice your will so that God's will can happen. And <laughs> just, like that, that moment that I just realised that to do that in, in my adult life was just like the most insane thing. And I'm really excited for the future. Like, well, there's gonna be a lot to sacrifice, but yay. <laughs> no, I'm super excited. G'day, I'm Sean, as, as you'd probably know. Um, so, so on one of the days, I can't remember, second or third probably, um, Josh Carter, Pastor Josh Carter was speaking and uh, he told people to come to the front and I came to the front. And he was, he told the crowd, uh, put your hand up if you feel like you're called to ministry. And in that moment, I just didn't, I, like, I didn't really think. And then my hand just went up, like I didn't even move it. But for like the past six months, I had been like dabbling and like writing sermons and stuff. And not gonna spoil anything, but um, I, <laughs> I had, I was, I'm in the middle of like writing one that was called "Don't Fake It Till You Make It," and um, I got a word from Dan Ross. Like, where are you, Dan Ross? So, oh, hi, Dan Ross. Sorry, you can't hear me. Um, and he gave me a word that was he could see me as like a surgeon, and I was pulling the scales off of people. And this was his word saying that I was. Rev scaling off the fakeness and revealing the real person. Hello, well, I'm Shannon. I was also a leader on the camp. 
Um, but just before the camp, um, I actually had a pretty big of a um, hectic week. And so I remember Candice just saying to me, like, just use this week for yourself. And um, obviously for the kids, but really like dig into God. And um, it came to where, um, so I'm just gonna be really real with you guys. But about seven years ago, um, I was diagnosed with severe depression and anxiety and um, all of these other things. And I suffered with it for about, until about two years ago. Um, and in that moment when I was healed, I, I thought it was all, all gone. And, but when I went to doctors and I went to psychologists and I went to psychiatrists, um, after all these appointments, everyone would always tell me that it, it would never truly go away, that it would always be a little bit with me. And that's in that moment I sort of turned around and was like, no, I've got God. I was like, God's with me. Of course he's gonna heal me. And so, um, about a year later and I was still suffering with that bit of it. And um, I just, on camp, I ended up coming on camp and um, I just, I gave in to those thoughts and I was like, yes, like I, maybe I am gonna suffer with it for the rest of my life. And when I went on camp, it was about the second night and I had a panic attack on one of the nights for no reason. And um, in that moment, I heard God just say to me, um, I'm done with this, um, it is done, it is done. And in those moments, he said, all I want you to say when you're in that headspace is no. And with that one word, it wasn't just the word no, it was something more powerful. It was like a weapon that God had given to me. And I had turned around and said, every time the devil came to me, I said no, and he would come nowhere near me. And then the next day I went into the services and um, I started getting all of these words from God for other people and um, just about like, the entire youth camp, which were like absolutely incredible that I just felt like really needed to be put out there. I'm just going to share one of them. Um, it was basically well, um, singing to Breaking Chains and um, I got this vision of all these like links of chains built together and one of the chains, like every single one of the chains had something engraved in it and every engraving was something that was hurt, like hurt or pain or something happened in their life and it was like obviously a long chain and I just saw one person pick up one end and the other person pick up the other end and the entire chain just broke. Everything just shattered into bits and that's where I noticed, <laughs> that's where I just noticed where, where like God is so good that He isn't gonna let any of these kids leave youth camp without complete healing. And I saw every single one of those kids on a stage at some point in their life like doing exactly what God had called them to do. So, yeah. Come on, let's really give these guys a hand. Come on, as they leave, thank you team. Thank you so much, awesome, awesome. And can I just say, as, uh, as leaders and, and pastors, we reserve the right to receive and get healing at church services and at camps. Um, I thought that was a good word. <laughs> Pastor, so did Pastor Rob, amen. <laughs> um, but yeah. Like, I don't know, it's a public holiday weekend. Um, but did you hear what Mackenzie said? It's just par she had, like problems. And, and she, she uh, told me a bit more detail. I'm sure she won't mind me saying. Like, who actually heard her was actually her, an ex-boyfriend. And actually she felt in the worship that as she released him and forgave him and released him unto God, her healing came. 
Um, and so, yeah, right? And so I just think like, it's exciting. Let's not, let's not be in a move of God and let lethargy and apathy be like, oh yeah, cool. Or, or that we've been Pentecostal for a while. Go, oh yeah, someone else was healed. Like let's, they left leaping and praising and dancing and singing under God. And so I think that's awesome. I think we need to sing something real quick. Let's do it. Bodies are being Goliathed, raised, slain. In the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you tonight that we haven't come for church, we've come for you. And God, you do something tonight by your spirit as we head into this worship conference, as we release this music, which is really your songs through us. Father, I thank you that it would be a move of heaven and a move of God. And Lord, that it permeate throughout the globe to the point where a label, a band, maybe even a church couldn't be attached to it because it spreads like wildfire. In the name of Jesus. And everyone that believed is said. Amen. Amen. All right, let's preach the word of God. You can be seated. Thank you, team. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. All right, first thing I need to say is that if you didn't hear Pastor Rob's message this morning, you need to get that podcast. Oh my gosh. We're just, I just come from a youth camp. It's just not going to work tonight if we don't, if we're not. You need to get the podcast. I'm telling you, I've listened to my dad preach for years and years. And something I honestly forgot was that actually we're talking about generosity, faith. Faith is actually one of his life messages. Faith is actually his, one of his mentor's life messages. And so there was, there was a reason. I mean, it was well articulated and all that, but there was an anointing and an authority. And so you need to, you need to listen to that. But uh, we, we got to preach. We don't have time for all this love and honor and worship. And um, there's no time. I'm just kidding. All right. Great. I'm going to read to you a passage of Scripture as we, uh, as we land this plane and as we head into worship conference. It is a bit of a passage of Scripture, but I believe in us. I believe in you. The body. I was telling Pastor Rob before, I hate long weekends in the church because people go on holidays and then they're not at church and it's a bummer. All right, tell me many kings. First Kings 17. I will get responses out of you, even if I have to work so hard. Uh, if you want a subtitle for this message, I've called it Ravens, Flower and Oil. Ravens, Flower and Oil. We're going to read. It's going to be on the screen. Who loves the Word of God? It's good. Here we go. Elijah predicts a drought. Now, Elijah the Tishbite, someone say Tishbite. Of Tishbite. <laughs> oh, Bianca. Of Tishbite and Gilead said to Ahab, As the Lord, the God of Israel, lives, before whom I stand, there shall be neither dew nor rain these years except by my word. You, you want to have heard God. <laughs> you want to have heard God. Hey, Luke Howarth. Real quick, my name's Fred from Kingdom Culture. Are you listening? Are you listening? It's not going to rain. It's not going to rain, Luke. Cheers. <laughs> He'd be like, who is that weird guy? But Elijah's pretty confident. And the word of the Lord came to him and said, Depart from here and turn eastward and hide yourself by the brook Cherith, which is east of the Jordan. You shall drink from the brook, and I have commanded the ravens to feed you there. We've we got to make sure when we're reading the word of God that we understand this happened. And it's weird. You know what I'm saying? Like, if God was like, hey, a pack horse with a packed lunch will bring you dinner. I'd be like, all right, that's pretty cool. Hey, a carnivorous, scavenging, diseased bird will bring you dinner in its mouth. I'd be like, I don't, is that hygienic? Like, it's like a super dirty Uber Eats. Like, it's like, I'm not super keen. You shall drink from the brook, and I have commanded the weather. He went and lived by the brook Cherith, that is east of the Jordan. The ravens brought him bread. And meat in the morning. 
and the bread and meat in the evening. Carb-heavy diet. He drank from the brook, and after a while, the brook dried up because there was no rain in the land. What a bummer. It's like, it's like me giving that word to Luke Howarth, and then I try to have a shower, and I'm like, oh, I did this to myself. <laughs> then the word of the Lord came to him. Someone say word. word. Someone say of. of. Someone say the Lord. Good. Came to him, arise and go to Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon and dwell there. Behold, I have commanded a widow there to feed you. God's so specific. It's just a thought. He is. Behold, I have commanded a widow to feed you. So he arose and went to Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of the city, behold, a widow was there gathering sticks. And he called to her and said, bring me a little water in a vessel that I may drink. Can I just also say, prophets are a trip. Like, they are so confident. <laughs> it's just, uh, well, imagine going up to a stranger in King Queen Street and being like, get me a Ribena, that I may drink. <laughs> and he'd be like, what, bro? <laughs> hey, what, this is funny. One time, <laughs> should I say his name? I'm going to. One time, Chris Turner went into a Nando's <laughs> and he said, in the name of Jesus, I would love a large chips for free. And the guy went, all right. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, the jury is still very much out on if that's God or just a kid being like, I don't want any trouble, man. But um, either way, let's all try it tonight at Nando's. So, so he goes up to her and says, give me a drink. That, get me a vessel that I may drink. And as she was going to bring it, he called to her and said, so she's going to do what he said. And he said, bring me a morsel of bread as well. Oh, I was just pushing it, man. Give me a drink. Get me a cheeseburger. And she said, as the Lord your God lives, I have nothing baked, only a handful of flour in a jar and a little oil in a jug. Who knows that God only needs a little flour in a jar and a little oil in a jug? Who knows that God only needs five loaves and two fish? Who knows that God only needs your life, your, your yes, your obedience, and He can do something wonderful? Who knows that even though you might be down and out and living away from God, man, something could happen if you were like, I'm gonna give God my not enough. And He's gonna turn it into enough. My life is just not enough. There's a reason, I'm being honest, there's a reason why when I go places, I purposefully say things that you might be like, why do you say that? Like, I'm an idiot, I'm silly, I'm whatever. I'm not being self-debasing, I'm actually pretty confident. But I need people to know, I'm a guy from Kabulcha who was raised by amazing parents, who did average to subpar at school, who like could lose a few kilos, who like, like there's, there's, I'm not an amazing specimen, but who knows God can do something with your life when you say yes, when you say yes. It's exciting. It's exciting. Oh my gosh. Speaking of which, Ethan and Rhea, would you come up here? Praise God. Someone give Ethan and Rhea a hand. That was part of my segue. God can use your, no, nah, it doesn't work. Come, come up on stage. Um, the mother and the father of the house are gonna come and pray for you. Who knows these guys got engaged? Come on. So would you, would you stretch your hands out towards them? I'll get Mother Dove to pray. How exciting. Father, we thank you for Ethan and Re, Lord, and the journey that they're beginning together, the commitment they've made of engagement together. And Lord, we just bless them. We honour them. We thank you for wisdom. We thank you for provision. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that you would just be the seal upon their hearts, Father, and make way for them where they're, Lord, in all areas we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 And actually, just while I've got the microphone. Nice. No, <laughs>
No, I just wanted to honour Deanna and Neil Moody. I don't know if Neil is still here. Oh, but anyway, they're, they're 30 years married tomorrow. So please, let's as a church family, send them loads of love, loads of texts. Amen? So we return to our text. Poor Elijah's been sitting up there in heaven like, cool, they're telling a story about me and got distracted by this young couple. Can you believe that, Gabriel? Gabriel's like, stop being arrogant. No, he didn't say that because they're in heaven. Shut up. All right. Here we go. So he's just asked him to go get some food and, and the widow has said, I don't have enough. I don't have enough. Now, here we go. This is where the shaka bimbi happens. And now, I'm, this is what the widow says to him. And now I'm gathering a couple of sticks that I may go and die. But she says, I may go prepare it for myself and my son. Then we may eat it and die. You want to die on an empty stomach. It's funnier in my head. And Elijah said to her, do not fear. Pastor Rob talked about the other week that fear will keep us from being generous. If we have the lens of fear on, we will be stingy, not just with money, across the board. So we need to believe. There's a couple of times in the Bible, Jesus actually says, do not fear, only believe. It's exciting. It's not in this passage. Here we go. I've got to get through this. Help me, Lord. For thus says the Lord, the God of Israel. Oh my gosh. Here we go. Do not fear and do as you have said. But first, make me a little cake. <laughs> a lot. Prophets. <laughs> We're about to go die. Make me a tiramisu. <laughs> and bring it to me. And afterwards, make something for yourself and your son. He's putting himself before them. Or so it seems. Let's keep reading. For thus says the Lord, the God of Israel. Oh man. Here we go. Are you ready? The anointing's going to fall in the room. The jar of flour shall not be spent and the jug of oil shall not be empty until the day that the Lord sends rain upon the earth. Who knows that the oil of the Lord is not running out anytime soon. In your life, in your marriage, I'm telling you the oil of God. We need the oil of God. We need the oil of God. I need it. Some people are like, oh my gosh, what do we need the oil for? What do we need the Holy Spirit for? Why do you need it for church? I don't just need it for church. I need it for my marriage. Anna needs it more for the marriage, as in I'm a nightmare. I need, it, I need the oil of God to go to Coles. I need, like, we need the oil of heaven, not just for church stuff. We need it for real life stuff. There's some mums and dads in the house. When your kids were away from the Lord, you didn't start, you know, you might have like Googled some things, but you probably started praying and asking for the oil of God to get them. It's, uh, let me tell you, as a, as a backslidden pastor's kid, it's very frustrating. When you're trying to sin. And all you can see is Rob Porter's British face. You're out at Ningy at a post-formal party and you're trying to sink a bunch of rum. And all you can see is in, legitimately in the spirit, your parents praying for you because they pretend not to know, but no parent is like, oh, where have you been? Oh, you smell like alcohol because of this weird excuse. Cool, man, great. We need the oil of God. Here we go. <clears throat> okay, what you need to understand is we've just come back from a youth camp and there's this guy there and he's very American. And I'm an audio learner and I'm doing everything within me because Jesse Rose will pay me out. I'm doing everything within me to not do the stuff he does. But maybe I should just go the other way and just do all the stuff he does. Anyway, um, and she went and did as Elijah said and she and her household ate for many days. The jar of flour was not spent, neither the jug of oil became empty according to the word of the Lord that God had spoken to Elijah. Give yourselves a hand, we got through it. All right. 
I want to break this down chronologically because I think God has some, some keys for us. We're not going to go for ages, but God has some keys for us in this story. And I'm going to quote Pastor Rob a bit from this morning because his message is better. And um, then we're going to open the altar and we're going to pray for some people. And then we're just going to get prepped in the Spirit for Worship Conference. Good? Yeah. Great. <laughs> Pastor Rob said this this morning. Sometimes situations will come along that give you a chance to trust God more than ever before. Sometimes situations will come along that give you a chance to trust God more than ever before. We need to follow Elijah through this, this almost a full chapter's journey, and we need to pick out some keys of what happened. So what's the first thing that happened is he prophesies a drought. But who knows that as he prophesies the drought, he's prophesying a drought over the place he lives. So he's prophesying a drought that's going to affect him. That's a bummer. And then God says in his infinite wisdom, go out to the brook Cherith. The brook Cherith was east of the Jordan. The Jordan was a fair way away from a local town. And the brook Cherith was about 150 kilometers away from that. So the translation is, prophesy a lack of provision and then remove yourself from all provision. <laughs> Everyone's like, I don't like it. <laughs> Me neither. And my first point, if we could put it up, is are you in your brook Cherith. We, we might not like this. I don't. But there are seasons in God where He calls you away with Him. There are seasons in God where He says, don't worry about all the stuff. I need you to worry about me. And sometimes people are like, well, it's all about Him. It's all about focusing on Him. Actually, no. No, no, actually, we, we spiritually mature and then we teach other people how to be in communion with Him. But there's a season where to learn and grow, we actually just need to be in communion with Him. And we get removed from the resource. Who hates not having a plan B? I hate not having a plan B. I hate not knowing. Actually, I just hate not knowing anything in general. Like two people that I don't know could be talking about an issue and I'm like, what's happening? I, could, I, I might be able to fix it. It's like, it's about biomechanics. I'm like, I've read a thing one time. You know? <laughs> God calls him out to Brook Cherith and he hides himself there. The word hide in Greek means, is the word krivio, which means to hide, conceal, cover up, shelter. Can I, t if we could just leave the points up, that'd be awesome. Just the are you in Brook Cherith. Thank you so much, team. You're amazing. Um, there is a season that we cannot and must not despise where God calls us to hiding. Amen. <laughs> Because when that happens, we build something that is vital for your calling, your destiny, your generosity, and your faith. It's called trust in the Father. We actually need to go away with Him. I don't know what your Brook Cherith is. Your Brook Cherith could be throwing out the Xbox. Could be, I was about to say, stop watching Netflix. Poor Netflix. We just abuse Netflix in the church. Every, every week, it's like, you're putting too much Netflix. Netflix is over there like, you turned to me. I didn't do anything. Like, just the program, stop. But, but your Brooke Cherith could be separating yourself from some friends. Your Brooke Cherith could be uh, giving up your sporting team. Your Brooke Cherith could be giving God control of your money. Your Brooke Cherith could be changing careers. Your Brooke Cherith could be going back to study. I don't know what it is. But God sometimes calls us away from Jerusalem and Nazareth and Jordan with all the stuff and the people and the things and the resources and the money and the plans and the fun and, the, and calls us into communion with Him. And I don't know about you, but I, I'm, I'm honest enough to say that I struggle sometimes to just be alone with Him. 
oh, that's so unspiritual. It is. I'm working on it. I'm a doer. I'm a goer. And that's a gift that God's given me. He wants me to put my hands to the plow, but not at the expense of time with Him. Not at the expense of I'm made for communion with Him. Sometimes I'm like, Lord, 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 I preached. And then I pushed everyone over and people got healed and it was awesome. And he's like, that's so good. Let's go back, let's go back to the hotel room and just hang. And I have to physically make a decision to not go and do all the hangs and the socializing and the chatting and the network. Actually, God, I'm gonna, I'm gonna spend some time with you. And he helps me, he calms me down because my mind's going. I'm like, we're in protracted revival. He's like, yes, buddy, let's, come on. <laughs> yes. I'm like, Lord, did you see what happened? He's like, I did it. I'm like, I know, it was crazy. They live streamed it. I'm so excited. <laughs> Are you in your brook, Cherith? Or another way of putting it is, do you need to be? Yeah. My, my, my jar has gone to be with the Lord. She would always tell me when I was a young kid, Fred, you need to learn to just be. And in hindsight, I realized why she, she used to give me these massages. She's an amazing masseuse jar. And, and she would speak in tongues over me. It was just sedation. <laughs> she just couldn't keep me still. So she'd be like, I'd try another. Oh, look, it's a squirrel. She's like, you know, she's just keeping me still. But we need to learn the secret of being still. Next point, if we could put it up on the screen. Are you waiting for your raven? Are you waiting for your raven? We love the end suddenly. And we love the end suddenly. Pastor Rob touched on this this morning. We love the end suddenly that works for us. I'm healed of anxiety. That's awesome. Like legit. You know, my leg grew out. So good, dude. wonder if God would just grow legs out, even if they're both the same size. I just want to be taller. In the name of Jesus. That's what we're talking about. Are you waiting for your raven? And so um, what's crazy is we don't always love the delivery system of God's deliverance or His provision. We're like, hey, Lord, I'd love a $20,000 pay rise. But He brings it in another way. He calls you to go and serve someone that you haven't met in a long time and you feel awkward with them. But then years down the track, they say, hey, remember when you did that thing for me? I want to give you this money because I'm successful now. God, the vehicle he uses. Kimmy came up to me in worship and told me that, that, that actually the, the raven was a diseased animal carrying meat and bread in its mouth to someone. The provision of God might not always look the way you think it should look, but it's still the provision of God. And as he provides for you, your trust levels begin to rise. And then giving away something isn't crazy. Judah Smith says, is it crazy to give away a car? Is it radical or is it reasonable? When you realize who your dad is. When you realize who your dad is. Are you waiting on your raving? Can I encourage you? It's coming. I don't know when. I don't know how. But it's coming. It's coming. That's for someone tonight. It's coming. You've been waiting. You've been holding out. But the problem with some of us is we're waiting. We're holding out for, for a cavalry. We're holding out for a convoy. We're holding out for a lion. But God's sending a raven. So be open to the provision of God in whatever way it looks. Make sure we acknowledge when He provides. Make sure we acknowledge. Are you waiting on your raven? Come on, we need to make sure we're okay. What's that song by Hillsong? If you're not done working, God, I'm not done waiting. I love that. I'm not good at that. I'm like, God, let's just work on the run. 
work on me, Lord. You know, I'm, like, I'm like flying around Australia. I'm like, work on me, Lord. <laughs> you know, open platforms for me, God. And he's like, Fred. Sorry, omnipresent kindness and these kindness leads Fred. Just wait. Just wait. Just wait. I'm sending a raven. We've got to hurry up. I'm not running out of time. Next point. Then the word of the Lord came to him. This is a simple point. But there was a time where the waiting was done and the man of God needed to move on to somewhere else. This this part's going to blow your mind. Ben's just been in Bethel listening to Papa Bill. But this is deeper. Shut up. If you're not listening, you won't hear. I know I'm being a bit silly, but in Revelation it says, he who has ears, let him hear what the Spirit is saying. Sometimes we're like, God, would you send me? God's like, I've been trying to for like six months, bro. You're just never spending time in my word. You're never communing with me. And so you never hear what I'm trying to tell you. I'm real glad that Elijah listened because if he didn't, a widow and her son will be dead. And actually, if you do a study on the story, they provided food and, and provision for their entire region. You listening to the voice of God isn't just about you. It's important and it is for you, but it's for the call and the commission on you. And so I wanna make sure I'm listening when it's time to leave Cherith and move on to Zarephath. Also, how weird are the names in the Bible? Next point, and, and Pastor Jesse Rose, if you could come and join me and minister on the keys in spirit and in truth. And if she's not here, maybe Pastor Caleb, you could just come and just tinkle. That'd be so good, bro. Just, I mean, you can if you want, bro. Oh, we thank you, great Holy Ghost. It's like, it's like the entire... Bro, you touch the key, the entire crowd just gets laid out under the anointing. Heaven comes. All right, can we whiz through them real quick? So are you at your brook church? Are you waiting on God? Are you waiting for your raven? Are you waiting for the provision of heaven? Are you listening for when the word of the Lord comes? Okay, and here we go. Here we go. It's going to cost something. Jacinta mentioned it in her testimony. How good is it when the preacher says something while you're talking and then you're like, oh, yeah, bro, what happened? It's all good, I do it all the time. It's going to cost something. It's going to cost something. And that sucks sometimes. Did Abby turn into Jesse? What happened? A supernatural swap. Abby? Abby. Abby. Ah, too soon. It's going to cost something. You see, oftentimes we're like, God, I'll give you my life, but not my porn habit. God, I'll give you my life, but not my money. Some of us go, God, I'll give you my money, but not my gossip. God, I'll give you, I'll give you my, I'll give you my passion, my energy, my attendance. But I won't give you my bedroom. I won't give you time with me. 
I'll give you everything. I'll be honest, this is the thing I have to watch out for. I will bleed for the gospel of Jesus Christ, but it's of no avail if I don't know Him or if I don't hang out with Him. Preaching isn't an issue for me. I could I preach to Anna at home and she's like, I'm trying to read my book and I'm like, but I've got a revelation. <laughs> Preaching does not phase me. I'm very confident in who He is, that people are gonna get touched and laid out, but it means nothing if my heart is far from Him. What does it say in the Word of God? Heavy point, but it says, you knew me, you knew me in your head and you spoke of my words, but my heart has been removed far from you. Moving in the anointing does not mean you know God. It means the gifts of God are without revoke. It's going to cost something. And there's people in this room who haven't paid it yet. And what we do as humans is we pay the thing that's a touch easier for us, even if to other people that looks crazy. I know really well-off businessmen who sow incredibly into the kingdom of God. But they think because they do that, God doesn't care about them looking at pornography. It's not how it works. Either he's Lord of all or he's not Lord at all. It's going to cost something. This woman is going, I don't. I know you're a man of God. Elijah was like famous in the region, by the way. People knew who he was. Man of God, I I don't really have anything. Dad touched on it in both of his his, his giving messages. The two denarii. What's your two denarii? What's the thing that you're like, I don't know. Mom spoke about it three weeks ago. She said, I was struggling to give my dad over into the care of Jesus. That part of my heart. What is he asking you to put a down payment on tonight? If it's money, great. Start giving like a crazy person. If it's purity, throw your phone out if you have to. If it's gossip, run away from conversations awkwardly if that's what needs to happen. If you've still got his number and you need to delete it, get your friend to delete it. And then somehow get your friend to call him and get him to change his number without telling you and then you'll never know his number. Praise God, fill him with the anointing. Whatever you need to pay tonight, just do it. Just pay it. It's going to cost something. Lord, I lay it down. Here we go. This is where, oh my goodness. All that was dead, it comes to life. I stole that from our song. All that was dead, it comes to life. Um, I've got a bad voice, so I sound like a country singer. It's awesome. I see hearts exploding loud. But... But this song, this song's powerful and it speaks to the text. We, we did this song at youth camp and Pastor Jesse just did a phenomenal job. Let's just give her a hand. She's amazing. You know how you're, you know how you're with someone? I know that I'm, when I'm with Jess or, or Dad and I'm at another event, I'm like, they're my friends. They're my friends. I think they think the same about me. We're not sure. But, but what, you gotta understand that this woman had resigned herself to die. Like she's saying, matter of fact, hey, me and my son, we're gonna die. Now, we're not, we're not at risk of starvation in this room, but maybe you're thinking, hey, my family, in terms of relational equity and love, is dead, or we're about to die. Maybe you're in this place and you're like, hey, God, I love you, but my marriage, this close to ending. God, I love you, but my purity, that thing is dead. But the great thing about God, the great thing about the Word of God is dead things come back to life. Dead things come back to life. I love God. He's, he's, he's just good at it. You better believe that 
when I was at my worst and I was doing what I was doing, I bet you the devil was like, yes. But all that was dead came back to life. Better believe when Pastor Rob talked about it from stage, when his, his dad was being rough with, with his mom and stuff was happening and, and they got a divorce at an early age and he was struggling with depression. You better believe it. The enemy was like, yes, we've taken out an amazing future associate pastor, future senior pastor, future missionary. But all that was dead comes back to life. There's some people in this room right now and you haven't got the all that was dead comes back to life yet. You feel dead right now. You feel like it's gone right now. But can I tell you, all that was dead comes back to life. All that was dead comes back to life. You might be 70 years old in this place, which is young in the name of Jesus. And you might think that that prophetic word you got is dead and gone. Now you might not be able to maybe do what you used to do, move like you used to, but all that was dead comes back to life. See, this is what Elijah was saying to this woman. He he didn't say it in that way. What he was saying was, hey, put your trust in the guy I'm serving and you'll be okay. You see, this is the bedrock of generosity. The bedrock of every miracle is trust. I'm gonna say that again. The bedrock of every miracle is trust. God, I trust you. Faith's important. Understanding of authority is important. But all that's linked in with, hey, God, I trust you. Jacinta said it earlier on, I, God, I give you the desires of my heart. So often we're holding back from God because we're like, what if it doesn't, what if, it, what if, what if, what if, what if, what if. All that was dead comes back to life. Now this is the part where I, I, I might get my Josh Carter on just a teeny bit. Can I go deeper? Um, <laughs> and I, but in all seriousness, this point is actually gold. And I actually was like doing my finishing bits yesterday and today. And, and I felt the Spirit of God on this for us as a church and for you in all areas. Come on, it's not just about, you know, uh, we're, a, we're a super spiritual church and a super practical church at the same time. So we love the raising of the dead and the healing of the sick and the demons would flee. We love budgeting. We love sustainable lifestyle. We love holistic health. They're all very, they're, they all, when, when they come together, we'll have a revival. Because what often happens in Pentecostal churches, let's be honest, is we're like, we're gonna see a revival. We're gonna be amazing. And then like four years, we're all bent out. We're all bitter. We're all divorced and we're all sad. So, Yes, amazing. Let's be holistic. That was fun. All right, here we go. Next one. It will not be spent. I love this. We have to read this again together and then I'm gonna land the ship because I have 60 seconds. Praise God. Pastor Rob, can I have a few more minutes? Check this out. The jar of flour shall not be spent and the jug of oil shall not be empty. Oil in Scripture is very symbolic. 77 Scriptures are about anointing oil. Oil represents healing. It represents being clean. But most of all, it actually represents throughout Scripture the pouring out of the Holy Spirit without measure. The Spirit without measure. The Spirit without measure. The Spirit without measure. Flour. Here we go. This is a different one. I had to look into flour because I didn't know. I'm like, the oil of God, the bread of life, the wine of Canaan, the flower of coals, I don't know. Flower, in this context, in the, in the same root word, is mentioned in Hosea, Kings and Isaiah. Check this out. It's a prophetic and symbolic picture of the truth of God's Word and His promises in Scripture. Oh wait, we're going somewhere, man. I'm telling you, this is—it's got me pumped. 
oil, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, the flower, the making of the truth of God that becomes the promises of God unto us. So this passage for us now means that the healing power of God and the anointing of God is not spent. And it means that the truth of the Word of God and the promises in His Word are not spent. Oh my gosh, that gets me excited. That means that when we go through a heartache, when we go through a hard time, when we go through a hard season, when we feel like we're not enough, when we feel like we're down and out and, and tore up from the floor up, it means that, hey, it's, it's, it's not spent. This gets me pumped. The oil of God is for now. The oil of God is for me. Katie Grandwater said it, but I get pumped when young people get this. The oil of, the God, the oil of God is for me and for you. Forgive my pubescent youth camp voice. But oh my goodness, Elijah, he's not just saying you're going to eat. He's saying, hey, until the end of time. Hey, Kingdom Culture Church, God's outside of time. The Word of God's outside time. So as Elijah says this to her, he's speaking into the Spirit to us. And he's saying, hey, the oil, my oil's for you, KCC. My oil's for your marriages, for your finance, for your faith, for your generosity. And then some people in the crowd are like, that's great, the oil of God, the faith of God. I, need, I just need help in my marriage. Elijah goes, hey, hey, friend. I know this is like over 2,000 years ago, but real quick, the flowers for you too. The promises of God for your marriage. The promises of God for your mindset. The promises of God for where you're at right here, right now. It's not spent. I don't know about you, but that gets me pumped. It's not spent. The oil and the flower of God. All right, here we go. My last point. His Word, but my mouth. What does it say at the end of this passage? It says that what had happened according to the Word of God, spoken through Elijah. Who thinks it's crazy that the Word of God in your mouth is just as powerful as the Word of God in His? You have collaborative power with heaven. No, no, no. Shut up. You have collaborative power with all of heaven. The voice that said, let it be so, you can partner with that voice. The voice that said, planets, dolphins, rainforests, you, me, we can partner with that voice. No, 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 no. The, the voice that put, the, 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 you've seen Star Wars, the, the space and all that stuff, the person that put gas balls in the sky, the person that created the iris and the retina and the way it all works, the person that created the immune system, the person that created waves, tides, galaxies. You can partner with His voice and say, let it be so in my family, in my body, in my marriage, let it be so. I don't know about you. I want to partner with the voice of heaven. I want to partner with the voice of heaven. All right, we've got to, we've got to finish. But lastly, just to bring it down a notch, uh, it, if it's His voice in your mouth, it's also His money in your pocket. Oh, what a bummer, dude. <laughs> that sucks, doesn't it? Let's give generously across the board in our prayers, in our faith. Let's give generously in our finance every week. Let's pray as we land this series. Let's pray on what we're giving. I'll do it too. Let's see if we, let's see if we need to up it. Let's be a generous house. Let's be marked by generosity in the name of Jesus. Hey, Ben, just come here. I wanna pray for Emily through you. <laughs> Ben's a beautiful girl. Um, she's a, 
about to be fully set free and delivered of stage four cancer. I don't know all the details, but there's been improvement. And so we're going to stretch our hands out and we're going to believe that the God of heaven and earth is going to move in our body, move in our lymph nodes, move in our organs, move in every area. Why don't you declare with me with a little bit of righteous anger? that actually people have their life to live and that the enemy will not kill, steal and destroy. Amen. Father, right now, we thank You for Your healing power. Father, right now, we just, as Ben stands in the gap, we thank You, Father God, for touch of heaven. In the Name of Jesus, right now. In the Name of Jesus, in the Name of Jesus. Loose, Father God, loose. Yes, God, yes, God. Just keep praying, just keep praying. Let's just dim the house lights a little bit, just a little bit more. Praise God. So good, He's so good, He's so good. Hey, Shannon Warner, where are you? Come out here, darling. Who loves Shannon? She's awesome. So good. How you doing? How you, you can just face me, it's all right. You don't know what to do? I'll come down, give me a sec, give me a hand, I'm getting old. Praise God. Pastor Caleb, you might need to work with me. Just close your eyes, just lift your hands to heaven real quick. Just stretch your hands out towards Shannon really quickly. This girl's got a call of heaven on her life. The enemy's tried to take it out. The enemy's tried to tell her things that aren't true. And, but we're gonna stand with her as a church family. We're gonna believe that right now, fill her with the anointing of God. Right now, everything not of you, just loose in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, right now. Fill her, fill her with your anointing. Fill her with who you are. Fill her with your righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Ghost, in the Holy Ghost. Everything not of you, go in the name of Jesus. We thank you, God. We thank you, Jesus. Yeah, just keep ministering, just keep ministering to it. Thank you, Lord. Yes. Amazing.